Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. Bing bong! It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome to the Tuesday, May 17th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you in part by Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us here as uh, talk about some regional softball action last night that we had on talk radio wrnr and tv 10 between hedgesville and jefferson and uh colin you were on the call with nick for that game it was a seven to four victory for hedgesville and it was um or excuse me jefferson i was looking at hedgesville while saying that uh but seven four victory for Jefferson, they lead the series one nothing. Best two out of three uh, game tonight, six p.m. five forty pregame at at Jefferson for game two, and uh, they were kind of just cruising throughout most of the game until the the bottom of the seventh inning. Hedgesville put a little pressure, uh, but uh, good pitching really was key for the victory yesterday, along with timely offense. Yeah, Becca Munslow there in the uh, circle for Jefferson with 10 strikeouts yesterday. Uh, did pretty well for them. Also did well when she was uh, up to the plate. I mean, overall, Jefferson did great there batting-wise. 15 hits I had. Uh, I think Max Preps or whoever registered it had them at 14. I called one hit an error. They had it as the opposite or whatever. It was, but uh, they played a great game. The big thing, though, was Jefferson left a lot of people on base. I think I had them with 15 runners left on base, so they really, if they could have capitalized on those, it would have been a whole different ball game other than a 7-4 final score. It was a great game, as you said. Hedgesville tried to come back in the uh, bottom of the seventh, had a pretty good chance, even though there were two outs, Darlington, uh best home run hitter for the lady eagles was up to bat with runners on first and second with an opportunity to tie and just couldn't get it done so i hope it's another good game again uh tonight and maybe we'll get a game three maybe not but i think these two teams definitely belong in the regional and i think it showed yesterday yeah it seemed to me like jefferson after the game was uh happy with the win but not satisfied with it so it should be a uh, good game today and it the cougars obviously playing on their home field but uh still have that extra motivation of they had control of the game they kind of let hedgesville back in it and weren't really hitting the ball they wanted to and had all season so you know this is a very good jefferson team uh hedgesville is definitely a team with a great offense it's going to be important for them to the, really get a great pitching performance if you want to keep jefferson intact and not make some little mistakes because, you know, those four errors I believe they had in the ball game, that really hurt them and kind of changed the pace of the game, especially early. Uh, later in the game, Jefferson got some really good hits, were able to drive in some runs, but uh, that's going to be really important tonight is to limit the mistakes if your hedge is real defensively uh, because you can't get this team free base runners. They have good mm-hmm. speed on the base paths. They have good hitters, one through nine in the lineup, so... That's going to be important, but Hedgesville certainly has the offense 
I think if they have an on day and maybe an off day from the Jefferson pitching staff uh, to win a game in this series, if not even take it. So it may seem like on paper with the records that Jefferson is the superior team. And I do think they are a better team overall, Uh, but Hedgesville still has a chance. And they proved that yesterday that they can, they can fight and make it close and competitive all the way down to the last out, which I think is a good sign of uh, their team's level of competition. And as you mentioned, the errors were a uh, glaring issue for Hedgesville. It was a 3-1 ball game up until the fourth, and it could have honestly been a 1-1 ball game if it wasn't for two errors there in the second, which allowed unearned runs to score for the uh, Lady Cougars. And then from there, as you said, a total of four, so two more in the final few innings for Hedgesville, and that kind of let the uh, game slip away from them, even though... At the same time, it was pretty much Jefferson in control. Yeah, definitely. And uh, Nick caught up with Coach Waters and Becca Munslow after the game. And Becca Munslow was our WVU player, medicine player of the game. And here are the interviews. As he's alongside Desiree Waters as well as Becca Munslow, Nick, take it away. Thank you, Colin. We're down here with Coach Desiree Waters and Becca Munslow. Coach, we'll start with you. Uh, win for your team seven to four uh they start rallying back though in that last inning so overall though how do you feel about your team's performance overall we did well um i definitely think we could string a few more hits together um but they made a few good plays on um, the third baseman and their pitcher both made tough plays um out, off of our hard ground balls but um so if we string a few more together i think we could get a few more runs you're able to get the seven to four victory now just one win away from winning the region and you return home tomorrow. So uh, how does it feel to be in this position? Oh, it feels great. Um, I've been waiting for this for a long time, and I know the girls have been working hard for it. Um, a few of them since their freshman year, a couple of them their first year here um, since we hit the weight room in December, but they want it bad, so we're ready. And Becca on the mound today really dominated throughout most of the ball game. Uh, last thing was they, they got a few runs up there and it seemed to rally a little bit, but overall she comes through when you needed her to. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Becca has grit and competitiveness, and uh, we can ask more for more from our pitchers. Coach, thank you. Good luck tomorrow, and we'll be there tomorrow, too. Thank you. And now we're joined by our WVU Medicine player of the game, Becca Munslow. Uh, Becca, what were you kind of – what was the game plan going in for you on the mound today? Uh, Double-digit strikeouts for you out there. Um, I think it was just getting spin on the ball and, like, getting into where they would swing and not hit it and just having – just digging deep and getting that out, getting those strikeouts. And then at the plate, you also got an RBI, so uh, just able to have a really good complete game for you today. Uh-huh. Yeah. And what do you think were some of the keys to that success? Um, I think just working on everything and keeping little things in mind, like doing certain stuff while I'm pitching, hitting, keeping confidence in myself, and that's mainly what I did today. You're one game away from winning the region, uh, just one game away from states, so How's it feel to be in this position, and what were going to be some things you'll need to do tomorrow to get the win? It feels really good. I think some things I'll just have to get more spin on the ball and just see like what they hit, just change up some things, and just get on it. All right, Becca, thank you. Uh, congratulations on being our player of the game, and good luck tomorrow. Thank you. All right there. Thanks to Nick for getting that interview uh, yesterday and uh, looking ahead to tonight. 
Colin, you'll be on the call with Jim Klein. Nick pinch hitting yesterday for Jim Klein, unable to be there. Uh, Jim chimes in and says, I think Darlington will have a better game tonight. 0 for 4 was a surprise. She's good. So yeah. Jim's locked in, ready for tonight. That's for sure. I hope both teams are as well at Jefferson. I hope there's another great crowd on hand. And maybe we'll see a regional champion be crowned tonight. Maybe we'll get a game three tomorrow and get another broadcast in. I'll, I'll take either one. I, I just like announcing it's two great teams, and I expect it to be another competitive game tonight. It will be as well. That's a 6 p.m. first pitch, 540 pregame, right here on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10, Comcast Channel 10, and on WRNR TV on YouTube. Now let's turn our attention to regional baseball. Got the schedule yesterday. Kind of knew there was going to be a wacky start time in there uh, just due to the way the schedule was set up initially, but nothing was official until yesterday we got word they will start Monday between Jefferson and Martinsburg. Game one and three, three if needed, will be at Jefferson as Jefferson comes in as the number one ranked team within Region 2 as well as the state. Um and Martinsburg will host Game 2. That is on Tuesday. So Game 1 will be Monday, May 23rd at Jefferson, 6 p.m. So we'll be on the air around 540, maybe a little bit earlier. Uh, Jefferson, they like to do some early starts, so maybe we go on 535, get a little bit more time in there. And then Tuesday, May 24th at P.O. Faulkner Park. Uh, wild card time here, 12 noon is the start 12 p.m. due to Martinsburg's graduation on Tuesday night. So obviously you can't play a game at night when a bunch of your players are going to graduate that night. Um, So we'll have all those games for you. And then Wednesday, May 25th, if needed, at Sager Field, 6 p.m. as well. So sets up for a great uh, regional series there with the odd start time of 12 p.m. Yeah, which kind of stinks because a lot of people are going to probably be in work that usually can come to the game unless they can take off and also hey there'll be a the, lot of people all the students though they that aren't seniors will still be in school so you won't have a really student section atmosphere that we've had during the sectional playoffs with that time unless it's seniors that come and cheer on the team there'll be a but lot of at seniors the same there. time those seniors are getting ready for graduation so are they really going to be trying to show up for a noon baseball game in the heat? I don't know. They'll show up or they'll watch. I mean, we'll be able to bring it to them. So they, yeah. there'll probably be a lot of people at Martinsburg and at Jefferson that are supposed to be in school. Yeah. I feel like a noon but first pitch is you can't You can't do anything about that. it. I, I know. But. The only thing that could do something about it would be weather. Yeah. But would they? I don't know how that would work. But obviously, you don't hope for bad weather. And by the um, way, just speaking of graduation, we'll also bring that Tuesday too. Yeah, just uh, finalized everything. We'll bring Martinsburg's graduation to you on TV ten and on WR and RTV on YouTube. Uh, before we shut the book on baseball, uh, let's talk. Uh, we kind of talked before about you know the thirty-two allotted games in a season. Well, if you don't have thirty-two regular season games and you make regionals. You can add games in there if you if you uh, the teams that you add games with they also have to be going to regionals, not in I don't I don't believe they can be in your class so not class three A for the teams up here. Uh, got word last night from Coach Aaron Byler Martinsburg has added a game on Wednesday at four thirty at Kaiser. 
Uh, unfortunately, we will not bring that to you. Uh, Kaiser, a little bit of a drive, but uh, Martinsburg able to get another game in and maybe potentially get one in later in the week as well. Good for them just to keep them uh, going and game ready before regionals. We'll have to see how it goes. Yes, we will. And uh, while we're still talking local, it's a, a little roundup. Saw this last night. Kind of interesting. Uh, or saw this a little bit earlier uh, from the journal. Colin Horowitz, the 2021 West Virginia State Gatorade Player of the Year from Jefferson, who is a freshman at Army, played in 11 games for them, five starts, batted 217 with one home run. He has entered the transfer portal, which is pretty interesting because his little brother, Griffin Horowitz, is also commit, or is committed to Army, uh, and he's said he's going to leave, I believe, just over a month and a week, June 24th, I believe he said on the broadcast the other day when he was being interviewed as the WVU player, medicine player of the game. Uh, but, you know, pretty interesting. Now, which is crazy connection here, we've got another West Virginia State Gatorade player of the year who's also in the transfer portal, but with a different sport. That being Hartman, yeah, uh, who's at Hartman Lehigh. Yep. So uh, pretty interesting. But I just wanted to bring up, saw that on the journal that uh, Colin – Horowitz has entered the transfer portal, and uh, wherever he goes, they're getting a good bat. Who isn't entering the transfer portal, it feels like? Yeah, but, I mean, obviously it, it that doesn't so – if you enter the transfer portal, it doesn't shut the now, door though. about going back. I, I you know. You just want to look at where what other options you have. The transfer portal's just blowing up right now in every NCAA sport, and there's no stopping it. Best of luck to him, but that's just my thoughts on it. Also, I missed this last week, and I apologize, but uh, Kyle West, former Hedgesville Eagle, has been named Mountain East Conference Freshman of the Year for his efforts this season. He batted 344, 14 doubles, 6 triples, and 8 home runs. He totaled 52 hits on the season, driving and 42 runs at the plate. He finished with a 675 batting average, 420 on base percentage. As a base runner, he scored 36 runs and recorded 16 stolen bases. Uh, he was selected as second-team all mountain east conference at first base so i uh, just wanted to kind of do a roundup there for former uh epac players in the college ranks but that'll do it for this segment of the sports mix brought to you in part by hagerstown ford revolutionizing the car buying experience buy your next vehicle online they'll deliver it to you if you don't like it they'll take it back go to hagerstownford.com we come back we'll take a look at the nba playoffs game one for the east finals is tonight that's at that's it after this two minute break you're tuned to the sports mix on talk radio wrnr and tv 10 back in two minutes in a traffic jam Hagerstown Ford continues to be your leader in car sales up and down the I-81 corridor. We will beat any and all competitors' prices. And we've made buying a new car easier than ever with one-day delivery better than Amazon and a return policy better than Walmart. Your satisfaction is our guarantee. If you don't like it, simply return it and we'll come pick it up. No questions asked. Why would you shop anywhere else? At Hagerstown Ford, we take great pride in our community and supporting our local student-athletes. That's why Hagerstown Ford is the official car dealership of Shepherd Rams quarterback Tyson Bagent. Our remote buying process has made new car shopping so easy, you'll never even set foot in a dealership. Simply go to HagerstownFord.com and click on the car you want to buy it, or use the Axle Auto app. It's that easy. You can order your new car on any device. Go to HagerstownFord.com and get your new 
car. Signed, sealed, and delivered from Hagerstown Ford. Not sure where to go or who to trust with your flooring project? And start with Triff's Flooring, proudly serving the area for more than 25 years. Specializing in floor sanding and refinishing, along with installation of new flooring, including hardwood, tile, vinyl, laminate, carpet, and the hottest trend in flooring luxury vinyl, tile, and luxury vinyl plank. Are you on a budget? Check out their warehouse, cash and carry, or call 304-229-7009, or visit them online at trippsfloorsanding.com. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. Spencer Puinick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin hanging out with you today as the NBA playoffs continue tonight. East Finals begin Game 1. Stage is set there, 8.30 p.m. on ESPN from Miami as the Celtics visit the Heat. Uh, Miami still favored by two. I believe that was the line yesterday as well, Colin. I believe we said that was I don't was remember the line. what you said it was yesterday, honestly. Sorry. Uh, but your favorite team, the Celtics, uh, playing tonight against the Heat game, one of the East Finals. What's your take on the Finals? The East Finals, excuse <clears throat> me. Sorry, I needed to clear my throat because I had – but uh, I'm excited for this. I wanted to hopefully get back quickly and uh, watch Game 1. Celtics are doing great. They just beat the Bucks there in Game 7. I'm hoping uh, Tatum can still provide what he's been doing throughout the uh, entire playoffs. I really liked uh, what Grant Williams did there in Game 7. I think that momentum will carry in and that the Celtics get the uh, series win. And I think I'm going to go six games marcus smart questionable for game one tonight uh what are your thoughts on him playing if he's able to play or if he can't I mean, play what's the he's difference he's a big be? piece of the boston celtics the defensive player of the year in the nba so if he's out it might be a little bit of a struggle but there are guys that can step up in his place uh the thing that it would really come down to, and we kind of saw it a couple years ago there in the bubble, was that Miami 2-3 defense that it seemed like uh, Boston couldn't really figure out. And if they can figure it out this time around, I think that the Celtics will uh, fare pretty well here in this series. But I, I still think each game's going to be competitive. I don't think we'll really see any blowouts. I didn't think we were going to see a blowout in the uh Boston Bucks series and Game Seven proved me wrong, which yeah, I was happy two with. So close but games, but I, I think this one's going to be a really good series. But I'm still going Boston six. Eric yeah. Spolser says Heat Celtics to be quote throwback series, which I'm okay with. It, it is kind of giving me like a decade ago vibes, even though LeBron's that's what not it is. There. That's what it yeah. is. Okay. It's that rivalry that's maybe going to build back. I I could see that. I mean, I think Miami can take it to seven. But it does seem like Boston has been 
the best team in the Eastern Conference playoffs, at least on the first two rounds and who they've kind of gone through. Uh, you know, beat the Bucks and beat Giannis, the best player in the league in seven games. And, and really, the way they won that last game, it, it seems like the momentum is obviously on uh, Boston's side, but the Heat have a great team too. They maybe not have as many star caliber players. I don't know if people would consider Jalen Brown a star at this point, but you know they really are, are led by Jimmy Butler, and he's he's a cold-blooded killer out yes. there. I mean, he is a guy that's extremely motivated to prove that he can win pretty much on his own because he's the clear-cut star. I mean, yeah, they have Bam and Hero, and they have some really good players around him, but he's the best scoring option. He is the guy they're going to down the stretch. And, you know, I love watching Jimmy Butler play and I'm excited about this series, but I think it goes seven. I'm leaning toward Boston. Uh, I think to go through the nets and go through the bucks, you're really battle tested. Philly was a great series win for the heat, but it was a Philly team that was a little bit banged up. And obviously they've had some kind of off the court, I guess, uh, discussions maybe is the best way to put it Joel and be kind of not happy with James Harden and his post-game interviews and stuff like that so uh they they have a good team but they had the injuries and stuff like that so I've been more impressed I think with the Celtics first two round wins than the Heats uh but the Heat are the one seed for a reason you know even if it's just by I think one game separated them in the regular season one or two yeah it wasn't like a huge margin uh but I am leading toward the Celtics in seven games but I think the Celtics and so I think that's good. We'll I, I like games. this ser- or matchup because I feel like both Miami and Boston have kind of been built team wise the same way. Yeah, really growing, not trying to get stars like what we saw Brooklyn do, or a little bit kind of the change in Philly. I mean, yeah, they tried to do that process, but after that, that kind of fell through, and now they went and got Harden in that trade to see if that would uh, fix the issue, and it didn't. So what Miami and Boston have done is rely on their guys and kind of grow to be that East contender, and it's worked for both of them. So I think that'll add a little bit more interest to the East side compared to the West where it's been Golden State or super teams usually that have dominated. Yeah, I think the West conference and we can get into that now if you want or we could move yeah, let's, we well i was gonna i was gonna say, to say uh, starts gonna, tomorrow i was right? gonna go over to the west a little bit here uh but first david wood says boston in six he also says warriors in seven uh before we kind of talk about the warriors chris paul uh for the second straight year uh, his season has come to an end when he's, his team has failed to protect a 2-0 series lead uh, as they disappointingly exit the playoffs. And for the second straight year in the press conference after the game, he felt compelled to announce he has no plans to walk away from the game in the immediate aftermath of devastation. That's an ESPN article. Uh, do people really think he was going to retire? I mean, he's, he's getting, getting up there. Up, yeah, and, and it was a possibility, I think, if they would have won the championship for him to consider it. Uh, one of the funnier things I saw yesterday was Patrick Beverly going yes. on What's up with ESPN that? and pretty much saying that Chris Paul is not as good as everybody thinks he is. People don't have to worry about him, which I kind of understand what he's saying as a defender. Like Chris Paul's not going to get you 20 on most nights or 25. Uh, he's not, you know, the shooter he said, that Curry quote, is. CP3, quote, say, can't guard. he can't guard is what he said. Yeah. yeah, and then he said he can't guard when he's like a nine-time defensive 
first team yeah. on that. So I don't think that's true. But uh, and then he, him and Stephen A went back and forth. It's pretty funny. And Stephen A is like, "That's not what people in the league are telling me." And, and, and Pat Bev is like, "Well, they don't tell you the truth or something." <laughs> so I think Beverly though, he's one of those guys that just wants to be in the news, just wants to be in the media and stuff like that. And I mean, he's I'm a funny guy, it, but exactly, he's wrong. Yeah, he's wrong though. No. CP3 is a he's, very good player. Yeah. Maybe at this point in his career, he's not the same player he was you know, five years ago, but he's still uh, a top-tier point guard. Yep, there you go. And then the West uh, Finals begin tomorrow night, 9 p.m. TNT Mavericks at the Warriors. Uh, line for Golden State is now at five. It may have been at seven yesterday or is it five. I can't remember exactly. Uh, but Steve Kerr has cleared health and safety protocols, and he will rejoin Golden State before the conference finals. Uh, he tested positive for COVID-19 just two hours before game four of the Western Conference semifinals as uh, associate head coach Mike Brown had to be the head coach for the rest of the series. Uh, but they get their head coach back. I don't really know how much a head coach makes the difference-wise in a series when they won the series there without him. But Steve Kerr's, like, they've all been, like, legitimate reasons, I feel like. But I feel like he's missed, like, the most games as a head coach in the history of the NBA. He is always <laughs> not coaching right, the honestly. team. <laughs> That's a good point. We'd have to do some research on that, but I think you're right. Yeah, I feel like I've heard him not miss games before. Like as Mike well. Brown deserves just as much credit for the championships as Steve Kerr does. There you go. Yeah. I feel like he's always filling in as the coach. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, but you know, Golden State, uh, you definitely give them advantage. I think in this series, just overall better team than Dallas but Luka has just played unreal and we really haven't seen Curry like Avery had mentioned the other day on the show it almost seems like he's still being bothered by his injury he hasn't quite played at playoff level, level. like he's yeah. played yeah. good he's averaged like 25 to 30 points a game but he hasn't really had that like huge game in the playoffs so far so that worries me a little bit I'm still going to give it to the Warriors I think in six but I I've been very impressed with Dallas as of late, and I've been very impressed with Luka Doncic in this playoff. So he will test this team, uh, and he'll make it tough on Golden State um, as an individual. But overall, I mean, they have they have Curry, you know, they have Thompson, they have Jordan Poole, they have Draymond Green. They just have more overall uh, than Dallas does, and it's hard to imagine Dallas winning this series, but. Again, they just beat the Suns, the best team in the NBA, so why can't they beat Golden State is a good way of looking at it in some ways. I, I still think it's going to be Golden State, but I'm going to go seven games. I've been kind of sleeping on the Mavs and saying how it was last series against the Suns. I thought with Booker back being healthy, it could go five games. Before that, I think I had uh, Utah winning in seven so i i've been wrong in the way that luke has been playing here in the playoffs I, I feel like he's gonna make sure it goes seven games because that's how good he is but if it does go to that game seven i, I think curry will step up and have that game that we've been waiting him or for him to have excuse me so i'll go golden state in seven yeah i think golden state in seven is fair i think it's the final so obviously you have you know these two teams made it here for a reason no one's gonna get swept um, but before tonight's first game of the East Finals, uh, the NBA Draft Lottery would take center stage 8 p.m. on ESPN. Um, the best percentage to get the number one pick, Houston, Orlando, and Detroit all at 14%. The Washington Wizards at 3%. Uh, 
fifth from the bottom there of all teams in the draft lottery. Nick, uh, what are you looking for from this draft lottery? So you're saying there's a chance, Spencer. There's a chance that the Wizards get the number one pick, but they probably won't. They'll probably end up with like the ninth or tenth or eleventh, which is where they've been picking. Seems like every year. It's about the same. If you can get a top <laughs> five, you'd be happy. Yeah, if they could slide into the top four, yeah. uh, which is usually how it works now, I think top four is like where you can move up from if you're not like in a certain range. I, I don't remember okay. exactly how it is, but uh, if they could get top four, you know, that'd be awesome. Uh, but I don't see it happening based on percentages. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a lottery, so like anything could happen. Uh, so I'll be tuning into that, but again, you'll be tuning into that time. from the studio. Is what you're saying? Yeah, I'm you'll gonna... have it in the post game show. Yes, I can let the listeners know. There you go. All right. Well, twelve point five percent. Oklahoma City gets the first overall pick. Indiana with ten point five percent. Portland with nine percent. Sacramento with seven point five. And then the Lakers are on there, but that pick will be conveyed either to New Orleans or to Memphis via New Orleans. Um, Good. <laughs> yeah, six percent. Lakers would somehow San get a number one pick. I'd... San Antonio at four point five percent. The Wizards at three percent. New York at two percent. The L.A. Clippers two OKC at one point five percent. So you're telling me there is a. 13% chance OKC or a 14% chance OKC. So that, if you think about it, it's a 14% chance. So they move up there with the other three teams, right? Yeah, I mean, that's why they acquired all those draft picks. Either way, they're getting three lottery picks. Uh, so, you know, on paper, you're getting three of the better players in the draft if you're Oklahoma City, which is what they're obviously trying to do. They're trying to get back to being a contender. They know that you know they're not going to bring in big name free agents so the best way for them to build is through the draft and through the lottery and uh, that's kind of the thought process there and it could definitely work to their advantage tonight if they're able to slot a little bit higher than projected you could and then the rounds out with the charlotte at one percent and cleveland at 0.5 percent i was looking at the uh, representatives the on-stage representatives there and uh, we were kind of joking earlier during the break because uh, I was saying you got your head coach, you got somebody in the front office, you have a current player, uh, you know, legendary player and from the past. And then the Cleveland Cavaliers have a team ambassador. So essentially that's a fan. Probably. Like a team ambassador I feel like is a fan. So that's pretty cool. They're the only – I mean, they're the only team there that will have a fan in the in attendance there for the on-stage representatives. And I think that's fan, pretty cool. I say if the Wizards are back in the lottery next year, we're starting the campaign now to make it Nick. Yes, let's do it. Nick Verzellini for team ambassador at the on-stage representatives at the NBA draft lottery. Uh, obviously, Nick will probably Farm. say no. He wants the Wizards to do better than the draft lottery next year, see some improvement from yeah. a pretty young team that – has some guys that I feel like could make them better than that, but yeah, I mean, we'll see. I just thought that was interesting that a fan will do it essentially. Cause I feel like a team ambassador is like a number one fan. Well, Gilbert used to send his son every year. His son was like 10 years old hmm. and he would win on the pick. He was lucky. I guess so. So maybe this guy's lucky too. 
I'm not very lucky, so the Wizards better not send me. <laughs> there you go. We'll end it with that. Segment sponsored in part by Orsini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living. It is family-owned and operated in Martinsburg at 360 Hack Wilson Way or go to Orsini's.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll talk some NFL news. A few things coming out here as uh, we're in the middle of the offseason. About to, I guess, mini camps for rookies are wrapping up this week and uh, getting ready for uh, team mini camp coming up here soon and, and organized team activities, OTAs are coming up as well. We'll talk about that after this two-minute break. You're tuning the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger. We carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. Are you at risk for a heart attack or stroke? WV Medicine would like to remind you it's important to recognize the signs and symptoms so you can seek medical attention fast. The acronym FAST stands for F, face drooping, A, arm weakness, S, speech difficulty, and T, time to call 911. If you are having a stroke, get medical attention right away. Immediate treatment may decrease the risk of disability and prevent death. This important message is brought to you by WVU Medicine. Do you love martial arts? Are you a little more Miyagi-Do than Cobra Kai? Dragon Warrior Kung Fu offers a well-rounded program designed to promote and encourage learning and growth in a family-friendly environment. Because Kung Fu is not just flashy fighting skills, it's a lifelong journey of self-discovery. Dragon Warrior Kung Fu. Call us at 304-350-0646 and learn more today. Safety doesn't come from owning a gun. It comes from knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off ID1 Exit 5 Inwood helps you build your safety skills with a variety of courses taught by NRA certified instructors. Sign up for the Intro to Long Range Rifle course, which will be held on June the 4th and June the 5th. No prerequisite courses are required to take this class. You can also register for the Saturday, June 11 Basic Fundamentals of Shooting a Handgun course. This class qualifies the student for a West Virginia Concealed Carry Permit. To register and find out more, visit valleyguns2.com. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this Tuesday, excuse me, May 17th edition of the Sports Mix. We're going back a month there. Uh, Spencer Winnick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us here. So a lot of things went down in the NFL the last few days. Uh, Drew Brees is going to be out from NBC Sports. After one year. After one year. Um, I guess it's due in part to Chris Collinsworth signed an extension. So I, obviously when he retired and he signed on, it was – Oh, well, I'll start with Notre Dame, and then by 2024, I think, or 2025, I'll take over there on on Sunday Night Football for Chris Collinsworth. Uh, But I believe he got a contract extension. Yeah, he signed on February 13th. uh, Or no, I don't know. At the end of 2021, I guess, he signed a $12.5 million 
per year deal through 2025. So I guess they extended them two more years um, than originally that was set for. Uh, but uh, kind of interesting. I guess he wants to call games at a bigger role is what the rumors are. But he also could go back to playing as well. Well, he's going back to playing, but uh, I don't know where. Well, if the Saints he did that, would take I him guess, in a heartbeat. Yeah. But um, I think he's going to Fox was the rumor I saw. I don't know how true that is, but I thought I saw that as a rumor. I mean, I didn't really think he was that great, but that's just my personal Fox needs opinion. guys. So I guess so, yeah. They need everybody. They're Why getting all the quarterbacks everybody? there in Fox? In Fox? Like it's a place. Well, I guess it I mean, is a it place, is. but it's not like a city or something. So I guess his role right now was going to be Notre Dame color analyst and then uh, Football Night in America studio analyst. Yeah, so what he's been doing. And he preferred doing games over that and uh nbc didn't have many games to offer him except for you know probably three or four sunday night games you got to fill in and then maybe that thursday i don't know how they're going to do the thanksgiving because they still get the thanksgiving thursday night game yeah i don't know uh but obviously he wants a full-time role calling nfl games um yeah, he'd probably just be a occasional fill-in yeah with michael's gone i don't think tarika is going to take games off I mean, he might, but I don't know who would fill in for him. Colin? I don't know. Who's the new uh, Notre Dame play-by-play guy? Is it, I don't uh, know, but whoever did Notre Dame before Tariqo never filled in on Sunday night that yeah. I can remember. Like, except for, I feel like he filled in on Thursday night when, when NFL Network had it. Maybe. I think he did the Thursday night games. I don't know. NBC owns the NFL Network. Right. So. What? Yeah, NBC owns the NFL Network. How did I not know that? I don't know. You don't pay attention. I did not know they owned the NFL Network. That that can't be true. I mean, it is. All right, well, Drew Brees could possibly team with Joe Davis or Adam Amen on Fox's number two team, which does call playoff games. Amazon could also be a possible landing spot for Drew Brees, which is interesting because... I mean, Amazon does want to grow. They want to grow. Uh, but what's interesting is they already have their color analyst. Call, uh, mm. Mike says no way, Nick, to whatever you just said. Maybe they don't own it, but they have a, like agreement with them or something. I don't know. But it's interesting to see where Drew Brees will go, if he'll still be in TV or if he really does want to go back and play another year. Um, but Green Bay and Jair Alexander have finalized a four-year, $84 million extension and uh, kind of shows they're kind of starting to commit to defense. They've really been all offense. They don't commit to anybody to help offensively with uh, Aaron Rodgers. He said the NFL owns Still NFL Network, and that is correct. Yeah, the NF- Yeah, I guess so. But I just thought they had an agreement with them or something. Like I don't that. think so. He says they partner with CBS. So Maybe might, they used to, like, years ago. Maybe when they first started yeah, back in 05 or something. But uh, Jair Alexander gets a four-year, $84 million extension from the Packers, uh, going with the defensive side, an all-pro cornerback, uh, sticking with them for another four years. Will that help? Also, where does James Bradbury go? I don't know. I, I already said that, yeah, it'll help, but you need to get offensive guys in to help Rodgers because the Packers continue to choke. 
Any any thoughts there, Nick? I honestly lost track of what we were talking about. We were talking about Green Bay and Jair Alexander and then what could happen with James Bradbury. I don't know. Uh, also, Bradbury. the Dolphins and defensive end Melvin Ingram have agreed on a contract. Uh, One-year, $5 million deal. So Miami seems to be building a little bit there. I don't know how good they will be, but they're signing a bunch of Weren't guys. Weren't you joking like, with Mike yesterday about Miami? I feel like I was. You're right. Where, was it him saying that you uh No, I believed in them. Or was... No, I said I believed in him. And he's like, that's where uh, people go to die. We were talking about uh, Tyreek Hill. He said mm-hmm. that's where receivers go to die. I mean, we'll see with Miami. You know, it all comes down to two, I think, for them. Yeah, I think Taylor Mike was trying to put well. words into your mouth. I don't know about Miami going to the Super Bowl or something. No, no, I said I, he goes because we were talking about Tyreek Hill. I think we were talking about how receivers are, you know, everything's moved. You know, a lot of yeah. players are moving. And I said, and somebody else signed with them. And uh, I said something along the lines of, I don't think they're going to be that bad. And he goes, What? You got Miami to the Super Bowl? Uh, no. I just think they can contend this year. I think if two is good, as Nick says, if they it's are, if he is division, good, it, it is, is a, a tough really division. Besides the Jets, yeah. Uh, another signing: Jarvis Landry signs with the New Orleans Saints. That was the end of last week, but I don't believe we talked about that on the show. Um, that could be good to see Jarvis Landry if he can. You know, I believe he's coming off of an injury. I have a uh, personal vendetta against Jarvis Landry. Why? He was on my Let's fantasy hear. team. Vend it, can't get vend it the, all out. He can't right get now. in the end zone. He doesn't score touchdowns, and it made me very angry when he was on my fantasy team. But also, he played for the Browns, so I don't like the Browns. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. And he would always like cry every time he played the Ravens. But he was rumored to maybe go to the Ravens, which I was kind of like, okay. I mean, that's an upgrade over maybe what they have, and he could potentially do some stuff in the over the middle of the field but my biggest issue with him is he doesn't get in the end zone so avoid him in fantasy football at all cost that's my advice. make sure to do that there you go all right well that'll do it for this segment of the sports mix sponsored in part by parsons ford ken parsons ford in martinsburg we became number one by making you number one first go to parsonsford.com when we wrap things up on today's edition of the sports mix we'll talk a little mix of things uh big soccer player from overseas Uh, is making a big move to the continental United States of America. We'll talk about that, and we'll wrap things up talking MLB. And uh, the Nationals embarrassed themselves last night, and it went viral. We'll talk about that next on today's edition of the Sports Mix when we come back to wrap things up. After this two-minute break, you're tuned to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Hi, it's Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 Spencer Dupuis. When I got into a car accident and needed to get another vehicle, I wanted to go somewhere I could trust. So I went to the Heffley Motor Company at 993 Hedgesville Road. As a first-time car buyer, I really didn't know what to expect. But at Heffley, they treated me like family. Every step in the process was seamless. Not only did they give me a great deal, but they also helped me secure an amazing interest rate. Now I know firsthand why Heffley has such a great reputation in this community. I ride with Heffley Motor Company, so you should too. 
Maybe you need a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit right off Route 11 is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on into Enter and Exit today. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Conveniently located right off 81 at 214 Mid-Atlantic Parkway, Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including happy hour 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. with $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Monday night is trivia night, Thursday night is wing night, and Wednesday and Sunday night is steak night. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back into this final segment of the Sports Mix for your May 17, 2022, brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call them Ameriprise Financial Services at 304 304- 2634343 or stop by their offices right here in Martinsburg at 1270 Winchester Avenue. Spencer Puinick, Verzlini, Colin McLaughlin hanging out with you for the next seven minutes or so as we wrap up today's edition of the Sports Mix. Uh, the Nationals about embarrassed themselves last night and then went viral. As uh, how many errors there were there in one in one play? Was it like three errors? Three or four. I mean, like, we watched, we were there on Sunday. We didn't talk about it all yesterday because it wasn't really newsworthy because they lost. Uh, but this Nationals team, I don't know. They're just, they're not good. And that's what we all expected at the beginning of the season was that they were going to be a uh, bottom tier team this year. And the question was, how are National fans going to take it? I, I can't speak on that. I know you can, Spencer, but it seems like it's uh, not good. It's not good, and I think, like, at the beginning of the year, you know, I talked about how it wasn't going to be a good season, but, like, I don't know. I'm just – I'm already over baseball season. Like, I think I've only watched, like, two or three games, but granted, we also haven't, you know, working nights, calling games, haven't had time to watch them, but I just don't – when I know they're on, I don't even want to turn tune them on, like, tune into it. Like, I'll listen to it on the way home when we air the games, but I won't go out of my way to watch them on TV. And I think the TV ratings are just going to go down horribly this year. And it's not, I mean, like when I've watched them, they did something good. I like what they did. And uh, after the whole FP Santangelo scandal and exit there from Masson after all last year where he wasn't really on the air at all. And, and they're bringing in fill-in guys. And this year they hire, you know, former national Kevin Franz. And I think he brings a lot to the table as a color in us. But you're going to look at these TV ratings and they're just not going to be where you'd think they would be. And it's. Not because he's a bad color guy. I think he's a really good color guy. Uh, but, you know, everything's about numbers, so I don't know how that's going to go. But the Nationals, they just – they if Strasburg ever comes back this year, I think they have a better chance with pitching-wise. Uh, but their offense is just too inconsistent. And, you know, you're looking at guys to, to do numbers and a guy that you just wouldn't expect. You just look at a roster and you haven't really heard of him prior to the last couple seasons is Yadiel Hernandez. I believe he leads the team in RBIs. He's like 34. 
I believe he, I, every single time I turn around, I feel like I'm getting a notification from M, uh, from the MLB up that app. I'm just saying, saying it yeah. doesn't really matter because he's like 34 and just had his rookie season last year. Two years ago. No, Whatever. maybe it was last year. He has 20 RBIs on the season. Josh Bell, 21 RBIs. Uh, surprise there, who's putting together a very good season, is Franco. Yeah, he always I starts the season well, and then he ends up being He's terrible. got yeah. – He's terrible defensively. He's hitting, I mean, he's hitting two fifty seven on the season, but he's got three home runs. He's got 21 RBIs on the season. Nelson Cruz with 20 RBIs. Imagine if Nelson Cruz, who is kind of older – was actually like having a decent year. He's not really having a good year. Like I believe on the season, he's not even, uh, not even hitting that well for the Nationals. I believe he's hitting under two fifty. As we said, it's a bad team this year. I mean, it's but... been bad teams for the last couple of years. He's hitting one ninety four on the season with twenty one RBIs. Yeah, he's definitely off to a disappointing start. Like I said, that when they signed that's a DH, Cruz, yeah, that's awful. Uh. You know, the thought process there was maybe you can get a decent prospect for him if he's having a big year at the trade deadline because obviously he's not a part of the long-term future in Washington. He's not a part of anybody's long-term future at his point in his career. But, uh, yeah, not having the year you would want. The Nationals as a team really just don't have much to be excited about. You know, they have a lot of players that are either older or just not – going to be there very long besides yeah. Juan Soto so he is well he probably won't be there very long Nick I mean so. Cruz is 41 so like yeah but Juan Soto is not going to re-sign with the Nationals they aren't going to re-sign him unless the Lerner family finally sells a team which there obviously there are you know rumbles that he that they're going to sell yeah, wh- a team what has happened with that I don't know it's it, it just kind of popped up off. and yeah I don't know it'll still be to be determined uh but let's talk about something pretty interesting that could be happening uh Lionel Messi will acquire Inter-Miami share of, you said 35%, Colin? That's what the rumor is. It's and he'll that sign with them as yeah. well. But now, what are, you, what are you hearing now? So about an hour ago that came out that Messi will join Inter-Miami in 2023 when his PSG contract runs out and he'll get that 35% stake in the club from David Beckham. But right after that, they tweeted out that uh, Messi's camp has denied the claims per... The French outlet, Leo Pearson, and they say, quote from Messi, it's completely false. Leo has not yet decided his future, which I think he has. It seems like, uh, as we mentioned, or Nick and I were talking off the air, PSG's kind of falling apart team-wise because it seems like the young star there and uh, Mbappe, who's a French star, will be going somewhere else to Real Madrid. And with Messi, even though he's one of the greatest soccer players in the world. He's getting up there in age, so coming to the U.S. to help grow his sport, making an investment with Beckham on a brand-new team would be great for him. And he met with Beckham yesterday, so even though he's denying it, I think it's going to come true. This seems to me kind of like the Tom Brady retirement denial. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody was reporting it except for Tom Brady and his family. And guess what? The same week that happened, Tom Brady. Yeah, funny kind of segue here to put those two things together he was actually hanging out with david beckham yeah i believe he's gonna get a stake and join miami (laughs) well he did want to apparently be a part owner of the miami dolphins and play for them at the same time. maybe he's gonna play that was also rumored as brady and messi as your (laughs) front line there i'd go watch that that would be like living in some alternative reality 
All right, well, that'll do it for this edition of the boot on them. That'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Tune in tonight, 5.40 p.m. radio, TV, and YouTube for regional softball action game two as Jefferson hosts Hedgesville. They're up one nothing. They can win and head to states tonight. But that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For Colin, Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long. We'll talk to you tonight or tomorrow on the show. Yeah.